The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Susan Timberlake. Hey there. George Claxton. Good evening. And running the soundboard is the inimitable John Roberts. I'm back. <laughs> He's back. And uh, we still have Stefan lurking in the background trying to keep us honest. I don't know why he bothers. <laughs> is he, is he going to talk with us about internet privacy? Is that I, a, I, we'll see. I hope so, in part because like I know even less about this than... Um, <laughs> actually, I think I know the least about this of anybody in this room. So... Um, yeah. Anyway, so before we get ta- into talking about that, we would like to hear from you over Das Internet. Uh, and you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. <clears throat> um, you got to say it with a German accent, John, right? It's the only way it makes it work. Das <laughs> <laughs> Das Internet. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you know, you, you just have to, have to yell and then it sounds like German, right? That's <laughs> pretty much. Okay. You have to just have to be angry. Was that Nick Sivan uh, finger poking, spritzen, sparking or ah. something like that? Do you well, know how to say I love you in German? Uh, ich no. liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. <laughs> that does not it sounds sound like that. you're <laughs> telling them you hate them. Absol- <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, that's that was Sid Caesar's uh, old <laughs> shtick about how to imitate various accents. And for Germans, he's just like, you know, throw in a long string of syllables and be sure you, you like shout louder and louder <laughs> as you go. And we just lost Europe's largest economy. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but they Sid Caesar, it's a classic. <clears throat> All right. Fine. Moving on uh, <laughs> from out of the 1950s into uh, <laughs> the current, are you sure? current century. <laughs> Sid Caesar? Yeah, he's 1950s, but <laughs> No, yes. I meant, are you sure we've moved out of the 50s or no, we're, gone we're, back to the 50s? No, they're trying to move us back in. Oh. But <laughs> th- yes. And how do people contact us, Mike? And, and that's how we're moving out of the 50s, because in the 1950s, almost no one had email. Um, <laughs> so uh, an email is one way to reach us. And we'd love to hear from you even during the show. John was keeping an eye on things so that we can uh, respond to comments uh, while we broadcast. And the email is <clears throat> civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. On Twitter, we are at civilpoliticsfm. And on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. We also have a, way, a website, which is, believe it or not, civilpoliticsradio.com. We have uh, uh, recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, and other assorted goodies and knickknacks. With witty titles, so it's almost like a riddle when you look at the title. And yeah. Yes, good I, stuff. Who I'm, does that? I think John does. Genre it's definitely do? genre, because, yeah. I mean, like, you know. I, I think there are also nude pictures of genre. that. <gasps> no. There was that not. the one that was labeled Bad Sessions? Oh, no, oh, that was about Jeff. That was <laughs> oh. <laughs> John doesn't want to talk about his extracurriculars here. Um, so, yes. Uh, anyway, we should talk about, um, well, why don't we start with uh, things that Jeff Sessions is not going to be involved with, like <laughs> investigating <laughs> possible connections between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. So I there think are so many of them, though. There's there, well, the thing that's um, 
the I'm not sure which is the more like jaw dropping development this week. I th- I'm going to go with that uh, 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 Congressman uh, Jeff Nunez, who is the Republican chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Nunez, by the way. I, not Nunez. It's not? Um, you would think that it would be pronounced that, and he may actually have Spanish ancestors, but if he does, he's ignoring them. He pronounces it Nunez. My apologies to uh, Congressman Nunez. Uh, I, I just saw it written, and I presumed that just I didn't see the little, what yes. is it, the Enya? The, ter- uh, the, yeah. the little symbol above the end to indicate that, because, you know, Anglos. Don't worry. I, that's, I did exactly <laughs> the same thing. I'm from California, so... Yeah, yeah, from uh, what? La Jolla, right? <laughs> that's how that's pronounced, isn't it? It's J-O-L-L-A. That's, that's how that's pronounced, right? <laughs> Actually, I am from El Pueblo de Nuestra de Los Angeles, California, the town of Our Lady, Queen of the Angels. Really? <clears throat> the official name of the city. Oh, en espanol. See, huh. si. Excellent. I didn't know that. From German to Spanish? Where are we going next? <laughs> <laughs> Russian. <laughs> da. Da, tovarich. Privet, tovarich. I speak no Russian. <laughs> I do have a cousin who speaks Russian. Spasiba. So, um, right. I, I just, Nunez, a Congressman Nunez, who last week uh, talked about, gave a press conference where he said like he'd gotten sensitive documents that indicated that the Obama administration had inadvertently, uh, 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 in the course of, of investigating uh, or spying on foreign diplomats or whatever, um, had basically inadvertently spied on members of the Trump transition team. They caught a tune in the trap, huh? Right. And that this had essentially, and this was sort of seen as, as, as validation, or some people claim this was sort of validating Vindication President of- Trump's uh, otherwise totally spurious and kind of nonsensical claims about the Obama administration wiretapping him. Um, Though I should point out that his claims were about the Obama White House wiretapping him during the election, not after it, during the transition. Uh, So that sort of throws it all out right there. But the thing is, uh, it turns out that uh, Congressman Nunes got this information from staffers at the White House. Yes. So his big leak we'll report stuff to the president that yes that he needed to uh, inform the president about and that he couldn't share the rest of his committee because he fa- didn't trust them which was in fact just stuff that he got from somebody at the White House but he had specifically a press his former too. lawyer and a thirty year old staffer at the White House who had apparently been looking through uh, information from the National Security Council in order to shore up. And find some way to validate the absurd tweets of the president, which had already been said by the head of the FBI and the head of the NSA to be utter rubbish. Right. So I also think by GCHQ. I thought that was the most like, wow, yeah. this is all just you just blatantly getting into their pocket and trying to cover things up. Yeah. But Sue, what, what was the most? The, what was the thing that's made you go sort of go? Yeah, well, and it's the fact that he isn't sharing it with his own committee. Even the the inner, because there's like an inner sanctum and then the outer sanctum, and even the other chair. That that just shocked me that he, and that he did a press conference. 
Right. And still didn't tell his committee. Right. Yeah, it's just bizarre behavior. Right, and canceled hearings this week, too. Yeah, and canceled hearings. And, and yeah. keep in mind that Nunes was part of the Trump transition team. Oh, that's right. So right. he actually worked for the Trump organization. So like Jeff Sessions, he should recuse himself. <laughs> Which is what they've been saying, including, by the way, at least one Republican. Yeah, and they said, actually, um, step down. That's sort of the, the gist of it. But Paul Ryan's sticking by him, right? He said he'd trust him. And yep. He's, yeah. Party loyalty. I'm of course, surprised at Ryan keep in mind that they said the that. same thing about Michael Flynn right the before, before they fired him. <laughs> or the morning before. Was it the day? Well, it, was the, it was the morning before. Well, Nunez, <laughs> it, it'd be very hard for uh, for Paul Ryan to fire Nunez. Well, you can fire him from that position. Yeah, oh, He's chosen the, for, the, the, for the chairmanship by the Speaker of the House. Yeah. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, because it's within the House only. And the Senate uh, committee's been behaving better. They they actually have said stuff like there's no way they're going to give um, yeah. is it Flynn that's asking for immunity and they're yes, like yeah right. I don't think so which is the other to me big <laughs> big shocking development I I sort of put that at number two but what do you think about uh, uh, former uh, what was his title he was the national, national security, uh, security yes. council chief yeah. thank you. Um, who so lied he, to the vice president, which is how right. he got fired. Right, and he's <laughs> asking, oh, well, that that's the excuse they gave anyway. The official, what is it, the, the official? The, the fact is they they had him dead to rights on so many violations. And they were saying Sally Yates and actually we, tried to tell more. the Trump administration, and yeah. they, they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So. We've been finding more about Michael Flynn. Not only uh, did he lie about his contacts with the ambassador and other members of the FSB, for those of you who are not aware, which is uh, the what, what used to be agency. the KGB is now the FSB. It still means the um, essentially the the Russian equivalent of the, the CIA. committee for um, public security. Mm -hmm. uh, but wasn't it GRU also, and then the other agency that's Russian? It's like FSB. Uh, the G but the GRU is Russian military, military. intelligence. Yeah, yeah. I and I don't. I have. I have seen nothing about his meeting with members of Russian military intelligence. And there's another. I have seen, however, that he met with Russian intelligence operatives, but it didn't stop there. And I think KGB yeah. used to be called the NKVD. And well, there's so another yes. FSB yeah. and MKGB. It's like we have they kept changing their CIA name. and FBI. They have. FSB, and then they have something else besides the DRU. It's a similar name. I just, I'm sorry. Yes, they have their interior department. The interior department police are similar to our FBI, only more brutal. Yeah, so they were Significantly saying those, those more brutal. three. So I don't know if that's... I, may I throw that out for my friends in the FBI. Um, <laughs> yes, there are people out there more brutal than you. Uh, but... In addition I would to hope all of that, that wouldn't be too hard to do, <laughs> given the sort of the standards we expect from our law enforcement to, well, you know, respect basic human keep, rights. Keep keep in mind how things were under Hoover. Uh, all right, wait. You're saying they're more brutal than they were under Hoover? Yes. Okay, now that is a bar you don't want to you don't want to yes. slip under. <laughs> Why is it the guys in a dress are always more brutal than the um, the other guys? I just can't figure that out. With um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, you've got more freedom of movement. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. like you know, like tight pants. It really sort of restricts how much you can move your legs. Or maybe around. you have to prove your manhood more or something. Could be. Yeah. How, however, uh, ask the Scots why why running around in a oh, kilt don't makes fight them with more a Scot. Yeah, yeah, don't fight with a Scot. <laughs> however, back on topic, and I think uh, we, oh, must we we all. Also, find that <laughs> Flynn was yeah. receiving money from Russian oligarchs uh, for, in, Turkey in too, quotes, right? giving speeches to various Russian owned corporations and was providing them with information about the United States. In addition to that, we have Paul Manafort, 
through in 2005, signed a $10 million contract with Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska to influence political business dealings and news coverage inside the United States and to basically help uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, to suborn various former Soviet states. Yeah. So he's, uh, I, I saw a profile of him uh, more than a year ago, and he was sort of portrayed as like, uh, you know, a true Machiavellian mastermind. Mr. Fix-It guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. and we forgot with Flynn that he was also an unregistered agent for the Turks. Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of said that while you were talking. But. Oh, sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> but yeah, he's, it's, it's, um, it's deep and wide. It's very deep and wide. And, and I it think, keeps going. And I yeah. think Trump either didn't care or hasn't been paying attention or he's just playing in a league that he's not, you know, he just had no I, idea. I think it's pretty clear that Trump is uh, out of his depth in a number of ways. Um, <clears throat> which actually, I guess, you know, I mean, like, I don't know quite what to what to say, more to say about this. Like, obviously, this could, in the end, turn out to be a whole lot of smoke covering up nothing much. I mean, it's possible that all of these things in the end are above board. I can see you quirking your eyes, George. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, 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 we don't actually know. We don't actually have evidence. This... Well, we don't know yet. Right. Because they're doing everything they can to cover it up. Right. And, it, uh, and right. you know, we've left people out. There's Roger Stone. Oh, yeah. Who... Yeah, yeah. He's a slithery, a, slippery kind of a guy. A Trump advisor who has admitted to ha having connections and communicating with the FSB. And there's Jared, Kushner. Jared Kushner. Yeah, the president's yeah. son-in-law. Yeah. And <clears throat> there's also, um, you know, apparent. like I saw something that was claiming his family was in financial trouble and trying to make a deal with the Chinese to bail them out of that, which, I mean, I have no idea how true that is. Um there, there's evidence for it, and right? It's already but been published. you know, but I mean, even it's a if tough environment, though. That that thousand was it a thousand people that were doing fake news. I mean, all this is sort of just unraveling in the front of the right. press. Right. So, it, so it's it's possible. Yeah. Like I don't want to say like, oh, I'm asserting that this is true. Uh, but regardless, that it does open up something that wasn't even on our list of things to talk about. But like, even if we set aside like concerns about like foreign states messing with us and and pursuing, you know, nefarious geopolitical goals like the Russians trying to destabilize NATO, which would be bad. There's also just the, ha, what about the president maybe just trying to, you know, make a big, make a buck off of being the president and, you know, foreign governments just basically like saying, here, have more money. We'd like you to do X, Y, or Z, you know. Which is why there is the emoluments clause. Right. So, I mean, this is just, there's just so oh, but, much. By the way, in, in terms of Jared Kushner, Jared Kushner's, well, one of his contacts is Sergei Gorkov, who was actually trained at the Lubyanka. He was trained yeah. by the KGB. Yeah. And they just threw and somebody new, out of the right? White House. They just fired somebody from the White House who was actually born in Russia and apparently was also trained at the Lubyanka. Because oh, I heard oh. the Gorka name, and that was fairly new. They had just yeah. brought him in after Manafort and everybody else yeah. left. It's like, but, you know, the, the thing that really got me this week, and I, I enjoyed it, and I shouldn't enjoy it as a Republican, but they were they were playing the part about Flynn getting immunity and asking for immunity. And everyone's and, like, really? <laughs> and then they were playing the Trump talk about when the Hillary Clinton staffers ask for immunity, that if the, you ask for immunity, you're guilty. So there There's was a Flynn, clip of Flynn saying that. And yeah. Flynn, Flynn, too. Yeah. So both Flynn and Trump, and, and even the BBC was playing those comments with his request for immunity. And I thought, oh, this is 
this is priceless. This it, is it, just it, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So I and I just you know as a Republican I'm just it I, it boggles Wishing my mind. Wishing you were an independent. No, I just well you said we can't have an independent um, prosecutor. Would you say it was now that they would have to special prosecutor? Special, special prosecutor. prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, but that's what they need to no, do. No, no, I was yeah. saying you were wishing you were an independent while you were listening <laughs> to this. No, but that you said they just the law dissolved and they have yeah, to yeah. pass another law. I think law. it's a special prosecutor now. Yeah. Well, no, Congress could do it, but they would have to vote on it, and that means that the Republicans would have to vote to create a special prosecutor to investigate their own president. I think that's very unlikely. I oh, did it for Nixon. I, I agree. No, but I mean the uh, the actual independent counsel law, like Ken Starr yes. when he's investigating President. No, I, I understood that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it is still possible to do oh, it. They'd have to. It just requires a process, which which will totally happen. You're right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so and I mean, given that, uh, like one of the, so. Uh, you were mentioning how you seemed like Trump was kind of like, what's he doing? He seems kind of flailing. So I didn't say that. I said that he was out of his league and that the Russians actually, I think, got the better of him and his... That, oh, I was yeah. making that argument. still doing so. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't mean he was flailing. I just meant that he was... He was um, well, don't you think he's foxed. also flailing? I mean, like this week, he basically, like the... He, he announced, among other things... No, I don't. You don't think he was? You don't think he's he's picking a fight? That's a dumb fight by saying that he's gonna go to war with the uh, uh, Freedom Caucus. Freedom Caucus that he has to defeat them and the Democrats in 2018. No, I think he's right on the target with it. He, those are the guys he needs to um, dis um, take some of their power away. Right, and how's he gonna do that? He's gonna he's gonna find ways to side with the Democrats. Oh well, that's, that's I find that difficult to believe. Actually, super move well, to the middle because it's going to play. He super never well. liked the Republican Party, so I, I don't think he likes any of these people. Yeah. I don't. Th I don't think that's going to play super well with the kind of people who voted for him. The kind of people who are still saying he's a, doing a great job as president. Because I think if there's one thing that motivates the hardcore Trumplicans, it's <laughs> a serious Rit Trumplicans. Rit Trumplicans. <laughs> yes, a serious dislike of anybody they call a liberal. Yeah. And and you know and and Paul Ryan earlier a hatred actually yeah. let's face it uh, and uh, oh and by the way uh, speaking of uh, hatred we reject hatred because we are <laughs> civil politics here on Valley Free Radio so Paul Ryan was was saying how he hated the idea of President Trump possibly trying to work up re legislation by working with some Republicans and finding ways to entice Democrats to work with him because he said like I don't want to do anything that we can't uh, do with just Republican votes yeah see I think Reagan Clinton that's how they did it you know that's how they got stuff done in yeah. spite of people and I and Obama wanted to well do that. Yeah. well from the days of Richard Nixon frankly yeah. uh, and before that from the days of Johnson they worked across the aisle. They yeah. did it regularly. When they had to, it's they how did. they got yep. the Civil Rights Act passed. It's how they got most of the legislation passed. You work across the aisle. It was after Watergate that that became a problem. It became anathema because uh, people on the right were so angry that their president had been forced out. And well, Clinton did it with the with the Republicans. He got he got things yeah. done when he had. Yeah. So I, I think it was more along the lines of, well, we don't get it done unless we can pull off some Republicans, so we'll put in some some uh, conservative compromises in it. Well, that was kind of Clinton's whole shtick, if I yeah, remember yeah. correctly, yep, he was back uh, in my uh, early 20s. Do you remember when Howard Dean said, I'm the, from the left wing of the... Democrat, I'm from the Democratic wing of the Democratic Party yes. or something like that. But I agree with you, George. I was just sort of saying that that's what 
that's what they do do. And it's awfully well, we, hard to... Well, we haven't s- done it for the last eight years, and no, that's the problem. No, And, the, I and don't in fact, un- even even during the Bush administration, oh, yeah, there was Bush no, no was attempt pretty, to cross um, the aisle. Size, so. Well, so the Republicans, in theory anyways, have unified government, but... They haven't really been able to... Oh, that story in The Atlantic was great that yeah. you sent around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an interesting article in The yeah. Atlantic. Which the we'll, the we'll less unified version of unified government. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, like, and I think part of that is because what does Donald Trump really... Like, there are a few things he said he wants to do. Build the wall, drain the swamp, whatever. <clears throat> Lock her up. But aside, I think he's flooding the swamp. Am I wrong? Yeah. In yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no, I, I don't think you're he, wrong. And he's importing all of the critters that used to live there. <laughs> yes, invasive species. And they're they're happy as a clam because they're just you know like in the <laughs> right uh, in the swamp. So, uh, but he doesn't seem to have like a like a theory about how he what the role of the he president has really no is. No moral compass. He is well, he doesn't totally seem to have an intellectual one either. No, I'm he's not just sure transactional. He well, right, right. No, but I'm, I'm just saying like President yeah. Obama had like a theory about like a view about like what should a president do and how should he do it. Yep. And that may have changed over time. But, you know, one of the one of the things reasons the Affordable Care Act took a long time for the Democrats to push through was they kept looking for ways to maybe entice a few Republicans to go along. with. And them. then they waited till Kennedy died and they almost didn't get the whole thing. And they through. almost didn't get any of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's just, I think, a huge I think difference. Trump will move anywhere he needs to to, to get a deal done. He right. just will. But uh, well, The problem sure. is, though, that it has been failing massively. Everything that he has, been, he has managed to do so far, he did by executive action. Yeah. And uh, the biggest part of the executive actions are things that have been overturned by the courts already. The first Muslim ban, the second Muslim ban. Well, he's he's passed some uh, really uh, some the internet s- privacy thing, which we should probably talk. We about should talk half. about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, that well, that was passed by Congress, though. Yeah, well, but that was something. Uh, I'm else. sure he'll sign it. But yeah. um, uh, the repeal of the EPA regs. There, yes, but, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying like, well, we don't need clean clean uh, uh, power plant standards, and we don't want to be considering the the cost of, of, of carbon dioxide and how it affects climate change and so forth. So, Well, Mike, we don't need clean water or clean air. What's the matter not. with you? Um, we can have them trucked in, I guess. <laughs> so, Well, you can if you're rich. Quite so. Um, so, you know, this is... This is uh, well, all right. So one of the reasons why he says, well, we're going to have clean coal, which is absurd. But he says, you know, he wants to, you know lift restrictions on uh, the mining and use of coal that the Obama administration was putting in, in part because of concerns about climate change. And, you know, like there's about 70,000 jobs in coal mining and production in this country right now. And there's like about half a million in the alternative energy industry. And he's basically doing what he can to like prop up coal and 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 doesn't really and, and not emphasize alternative energy. I, well, you're also that's for, not a good you're, idea. You're also forgetting the part where this is supposed to be a jobs bill for the people that voted for him in coal country. Yeah. However, the corporations that are planning to do more coal mining are going to use machines to do it because it's more efficient and it costs less. And machines, you know, so that's not a job. And and there's no outrage if uh, there's a cave in and a machine gets crushed. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need that oxygen. It can last a long time waiting to be dug out. Precisely, so. yeah. Yeah, I it it 
yeah, it is sort of bizarre because there there won't be more coal jobs probably, and there won't be you know. But it, the, it's the to other give problem hope, with this, of course, is people don't want coal. Yeah. Even if you allow coal-fired power plants to reopen, it's cheaper to run them natural on natural gas. gas. Yeah. yeah, all the new ones are and natural gas. And people are not going to build new power plants based on coal. Right, absolutely. So really, the only place we can sell our coal is China. And China's cut it, China has a lot of coal of their own, and they're cutting back production because oh, they want to get out of it. Oh, and they're huge producers of solar panels and yeah. wind turbines. And, yeah. yeah, they're, they're They've way. got a lot of land, and they can use it. Yeah. Well, so do we, and we should. So. I can't. Well, is it yes. Gina, Gina McCormick, the head of the EPA who just left under Obama, Gina McCormick? McC- I McCarthy, don't Gina name. McCarthy? But she, I watched her on C-SPAN. You know me. I like to watch C-SPAN. And she was saying that it doesn't matter, in a sense, what Trump does because the companies, as you said, natural gas, they're already invested, cities and towns are already, that all this stuff is actually shifted away from. Yeah. And so you can't really stop it, just like many countries like China are starting to um, yeah. I thought move it was, away. I thought, I thought I heard Christine Todd Whitman, who was head of the yes. EPA under Bush, yep, saying she's that. a Republican, yep. Well, and maybe they both were. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. it's true. <laughs> I think it is true. I think yeah. that's part of the sort of, you know, millennials aren't going to stand still for this. Yeah. And, Actually, well, and, who, um, and honest to God, like, who wants to go work in a coal mine? It is a terrible job. <laughs> I uh, was listening to NPR this morning, and they were talking about the American Samoas, islands in the South Pacific, yeah. where they had been generating power using diesel generators for Oof. years. <laughs> it's dirty and it's inefficient. So they've started switching over to solar and wind power, and they are able to supply all of use, their power using solar and wind. Oh, yeah, and well, they can use islands. tidal mills out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, the shift has sort swells. of changed. So to some degree, maybe Trump is just trying to, you know, fulfill a promise, but it well, so, hopefully won't so, go anywhere. But, you know, Sue, as we've remarked before, you're a pro-business Republican. I'm totally pro-business. And, and <laughs> you know, like, like I'm a crazy lefty, but I still... You know, as a business owner myself, I kind of like businesses, and I like businesses that make money and do well and provide useful services to people. That's part of and not overregulated, right? Well, not overregulated, but regulations are regulations can be great because, among other things, it's like we want to do. You know, like say you're the running right thing, yeah. right? You you're running a power plant, say, and you're like, we don't want to poison people. What are the things we need to do not to do that? I mean, honest to God, how do you, who knows how to do that? I mean, like everybody having to invent the wheel and figure it out, having one central standard say, these are the steps you need to follow to do this. And if you do this, you'll be okay. I'd love that. You know, it's, it's like, you know, like, like, um, I don't know if you've ever read any of the Icelandic sagas. I haven't. No. Okay. I've read a couple, and I know George has read a couple. So one of the things that happens in, in the sagas, and I swear this will make sense in a moment. Um, <laughs> George, that would be nice. George, George stop laughing. Do we have four minutes to break? <laughs> uh, three. So so one of the things that happens in the sagas inevitably is somebody murders somebody, and there's a big foo-fra, and like there's some kind of... You know, like a like a like a like a lawsuit and a court hearing and testimony and arguments about how to conduct the vendetta and vengeance and so forth and somebody being declared an outlaw. And it just sort of, you know, occurred to me reading this. It's like this is all something you have to handle privately. Like if I prove like George killed my brother, 
I'm going to have him declared an outlaw. And that means, okay, it's okay for me to kill George to take vengeance upon him because he's an outlaw. Officially. Officially, officially. yes. Everybody recognizes that. Anybody who want, who doesn't like George can go after him and it's okay. But here's the thing. It's still something I have to do. If I, you know, like there's no- Bring it on. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I might um, know who would win that fight. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I can be weaselly and treacherous. <clears throat> I'm a lefty after all. Um, so- I'm just I'm just saying like so like there's no police force there's nobody to turn to to handle this kind of thing and if you know and god forbid you know like hey who killed my brother I have no idea huh how do I figure that out I have no idea you know we have professionals I've been to, watching a to go out and Mars solve and right, she solved exactly. all of those right <laughs> right lovely show I love that show but I mean you know today we actually have like public servants who are trained and dedicated and have scientific backgrounds and and equipment and expertise to help us figure out like somebody's been found dead what happened who did it you know like that doesn't always work but it's got a much better shot than some person who has no idea what's going on we don't trust our experts anymore well well in a couple of cases you're right to not trust them annie dukin for example yeah uh and the most recent statement made by massachusetts is that they may have to revoke 23 as many as twenty-three thousand uh drug convictions because of <sighs> her well, we can talk about that in a moment. I know we only have a minute left. But so so my point is like like regulations can be very helpful to running a business. But so if Trump's a pro Trump is like is he he's not doing a very good job as a pro business Republican. What what kind of release the hounds, I think is what he's saying. You know, he's kind of just like, saying, let's take the top off and and uh, you know, they're looking at the trade deficits. They're looking it's it's you, amazing. You mean he's like, let's just unscrew the back <laughs> off this machine and pull all the parts out and see what happens and, and see hopefully what happens. we'll try and stick him back in there and if, if you don't go back in, whatever. And, you know, if, if it, it happens to release the plutonium in the machine, <laughs> oh well. Uh, Wait, it, there's plutonium in the machine? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Crap. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's it. On every level, he's kind of doing that. He's basically saying, "We're just going to take the cap off. We're just going to." Because he has no idea what he's doing. Uh, that he does, literally has no that, idea. What that he's really doing. does seem to me to be true. I mean, I won't say that he has no idea about Let's anything. Say about fair anything. capitalism. He, or? I mean, I mean, clearly Trump has like has done things in his life, but he knows how to do certain things well. Like he knows how to do sort of do like the divide and rule thing. He knows how to how to generate hype and attention and publicity. And distractions. And distractions. And so he knows, so like some of the things he does that seem like kind of nonsensical, like some of them, I'm sorry. You're going to say they make sense. I'm waiting. No, no, no. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is some of them, I, I, I think there are times when he, like this whole thing with, with Congressman Nunes, like on the one hand, it's like, why is this whole sort of rigmarole where you're basically trying to create this smokescreen to cover up the fact that you're getting information from the White House, which comes out and now you look stupid? But, you know, like I think uh, I, I think it's it's foolish. But at the same time, I think there's a logic to it. And it may not be a good logic, but it's there. And we'll discuss it when we come back. <laughs> oh, yes, we will. So we're going to take a short break here on Civil Politics, play a few messages. Well, we'll be back shortly. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Forbes Library offers free access to computers 
and now they are equipped with tools to make them easier to use if you are blind or have low vision. When you come into Forbes Library, you will find computers with JAWS screen reading and magnification software installed. Trained library staff are available to get you started. These services were brought to you with federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. Call 413-587-1012 to find out more. It's Matthew Squire, host of the Matter Day radio show. We are Monday, 1 to 2 in the afternoon. We talk to people who are actors, we talk to people who are stunt people, and we talk to people who are musicians, writers, and anything else you can imagine. World record holders have been on the show, but why? What holds all these people together? Well, it's a common love for one thing, video games. That's right. We've talked to people who hold world records in video games, people who have written and make their lives writing video games, and stunt actors who have done work in video games. So join me every Monday, 1 to 2, on this station to listen to more as we dive into the world and the art that is video games. There's the first oscillator keyboard, 70s funk, 80s new wave, 90s trip hop, or today's electronic music. Subculture plays the music to get your weekend started. For the best in new wave, indie, funk, and electronic music, Tune in to Subculture right here on Valley Free Radio every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. You want to learn to fix your bike? How to keep it tuned up so it's there for you when you need it. Or maybe you know already, but you just need to borrow a bike-specific tool that you don't have. Well, come to the Bike Lab at 12 Northern Avenue in Northampton. Drop-in hours are Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come with your bike or your questions. And your willing attitude. (laughs) Just to share your company. Spare part scavenger hunt every weekend. That's the Saturday Bike Lab at 12 Northern Avenue. Venga para el Bike Lab de Northampton y se divertirá mucho, le enseñará muchas lecciones como arreglar bicicletas. Details are online at pedalpeople.coop under Bike Workshops. They say freedom isn't free, but at the Bike Lab it is. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. 
And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still George Claxton. More or less. And still, what, Susan uh, Timberlake, right? Yeah. What was it, Cartwright? <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's Cartwright. I, I kind of liked it because I always liked Bonanza. So. Yeah. <laughs> me, me too. I have no have, idea have why. Have you ever heard the words to the Bonanza theme? No, I don't. Uh, no. Just I'll, the, I'll sing it once we're off the air. <laughs> Thus, I have spared you, America. <laughs> they're, not, they're not horribly racist, are they? No. Okay, good. <laughs> they're, they're just terrible. All right, terrible there, is... There, there were also words to the Star Trek theme. Yes, which are really abysmally bad. Yes. But Gene Roddenberry... And wrote, sung by Sammy Davis Jr. But Gene Roddenberry wrote them because you get more money if there are lyrics. Yes. Uh, you know, also, uh, Paul... A businessman. Uh, uh, was it Paul Anka or Don Ho who wrote the Hawaii Five-O theme song? Paul Anka? I, I think. think Don Ho. Don Ho. Okay, and there are also words to that, too. Yeah. yeah. And they're also... I've heard them. Terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah. So speaking of terrible... <laughs> we need a good theme song. Oh, wait, we have one. Yes. yes. It's Baroque, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Which doesn't have lyrics. Um, <laughs> and it was written by J.S. Bach, whose birthday it was last week. Yes. It could have lyrics if you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fine, How John. should I put this? No. <laughs> Thank God it's so short. <laughs> right. So um, uh, we just uh, had a... Bach was not a businessman. No. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, thank you, Stefan. No, but he the fellow that added left the words in so. his uh, household <laughs> yep. for his will. But I, I just like to uh, a brief shout out to uh, Rasta Paul, one of our listeners, uh, uh, who uh, called in and was just mentioning he wanted to make sure that we touched on uh, the matter of President Trump himself having direct contact with. Uh, people close to the Russian government. I'm not sure if he, how much he talked to Russian officials, but certainly people with... Some money may have flowed, it, right? It, quite a lot. Well, yeah. quite a lot of money. Hundreds because of millions of dollars flowed into the Trump organization from Russian oligarchs. And this goes back years because he was having trouble getting commercial credit in the yes. U.S., was he not? And in Germany. The Germans stopped lending him, which is why he went to the Russians. I would I point thought, out, I however... he owed a lot of money to Deutsche Bank. In China. He did. And they stopped lending it to him because he owed them a lot of money and wasn't paying it back. Ah. Well, that would, How, that however, happen. you don't get to be a Russian oligarch without having connections to the Russian government. It literally is not possible to become an oligarch in Russia. And if you become an oligarch that speaks out against the Russian government, you generally end up lose dead all your money. or in prison. Yeah, you lose all your money. Many dead. Yes. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to, to touch yeah. on that. Rastapal. Mike, Mike is staring over my shoulder. No, Rastapal hosts. <laughs> I think he sees a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Rasta Paul hosts uh, a show here on uh, uh, Reggae Down. I believe it's Mondays at 6, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yep. Mondays at 6. So also a fun show. Definitely worth yeah. listening to. A lot of good programming here on Valley Free Radio. It's really amazing. I Local, you know, independent views. It's really, it's it's unusual. Yes, and a lot of it doesn't have me on it, so it's good. <laughs> and uh, you should totally listen to it. Except for <laughs> Stefan's show. Don't bother with that. Oh, I heard Warm Heart of Africa. It's That's a wonderful well, show. It's a good show. It's a wonderful show. So, um, and he does this with us. So, <sighs> well, nobody's perfect. Meanwhile, <laughs> 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 so we wanted to to pivot a bit, uh, talking about uh, from uh, Rusky to Flinsky. <laughs> from Rusky to Flinsky, yes. To talk a bit about uh, f- uh, well, it's a similar sort of corruption when you think about it. It is actually. Uh, it's it's certainly of a pattern, even though it doesn't directly involve. The Trump Organization, but the citizens of or Flint, the Russians, Michigan, as far as we know. God, let's hope not. Uh, so the citizens of Flint, Michigan, have won a major court case 
uh, as a state court, as a federal court has uh, ordered the GOP-run government of Michigan to pay at least $4 million to replace water pipes to homes. $84 million bucks. 84. 84 million bucks. Oh, I thought it was 18 million. Never oh, mind. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's still split. not enough. Isn't it split? The city has to do something and the state yeah. has to do something. Yes. They divided it up Be- a little because bit. Because both parties were involved in making the mess. Uh, both parties will be involved in technically in cleaning now, it are, up. Are the state is providing money, but the city has to provide workers. Now, by parties, do you mean it. political parties or do you mean levels of government? Because no, I mean levels of government. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As in legal parties to well, this. Yes, le- legal parties to this tort claim. Yeah. And they should do the same thing in Boston. They should rip out the lead pipes. I, you know, because well, it's the, not just Flint. This the, would be the, a pr- great... The problem with Boston is that it's not just lead pipes. Some of the areas in Boston are still using the oak pipes yeah, that were originally pipes. put in back in the 17th century. Those probably century, aren't bad. They probably have a nice flavor. Which is why something like a good half of the water that flows from the Quabbin into Boston just leaks out into the soil. Because all of the pipes leak. So, in other words, this could be a really great opportunity for infrastructure, some kind of government infrastructure stimulus thing that would promote economic growth and create jobs. Why, that's shocking, Mike. Just shocking. Now, does that make me a liberal or a sort of a pro-business Republican who wants to stimulate so economic growth? So do you let Flint do its thing and pay all its money, and then for everybody else in the country, you set up a program where cities and towns get reimbursed for it in part? Right? I, I, I think there should be some kind of federal program to do this. I, I think it's a good idea. With the consi- uh, combined sewer um, problem that a lot of cities have where they have combined, uh, you know, rain one, runoff rain. sewers and and the cities that did something about it did it on their own dime. And the cities like Boston and there's I think Springfield, there's a lot of cities that still have problems and they just waited for the state to help them. So if you do it too early, you don't get the help. Yes, but you right solve thing. the problem. You solve the problem. It's the and right thing speaking to do. of infrastructure, for those of you who might have missed it earlier today, um, Highway 85 in Atlanta oh, collapsed yeah, part because of, of a fire. Yeah, part, like, an overpass. Uh, I think somebody's section said it. just dropped. Yeah, but that means the that fire? the entire highway yeah. is now useless. Yeah, I mean, literally, there's just there's just like a you know what a fifty foot chunk of the highway is just gone. It's gone. And and the uh, the road underneath is going the other way is probably also impassable for closed. a while. Um, apparently, there were these big PVC pipes that were stored there for. No, nobody knows why. Last I saw, but you know that's what caught fire, and when they burned, they burned. Well, somebody must have set that because PVC doesn't just. I would catch think fire. It, it could well be arson, and it yeah. could well be some kind of sabotage. We're, we're going to find out in the days yeah. to come. But they haven't Atlanta. figured out what caused yeah. it as yet, but it still is a mess for the Atlanta area. Yeah, and Was it the we, we already have. Yeah, it's like a four or five lane highway. Yeah. We already have more than a trillion dollars of backlog of infrastructural needs. Somebody sent me, was it you, Sue, sent me a map showing where all of the bad bridges are in the state of Massachusetts? I'll see if I can find that and we can put it up on our uh, civil politics page. But Hampshire County has something like 27% of its bridges are either substandard or should be closed. That's a lot yeah. for a county of this size. You, and we seen, have a lot of bridges. Have you seen, like, there's, I know as I drive up into the Hilltowns and all, you go, you come to a spot and they're working on the bridge and it's one lane and they have yes. lights set up. And, and it's a huge project for that city or, well, their towns, really. And they're just, I mean, they take forever and it's the one cut through. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so they couldn't, like, close it. And if this well, is Well, I the would point out Route 47, if you're trying to get from Northampton 
up into South Hadley and you were going the back way through Hadley, there's a bridge there where half of it is shut down. And it takes forever to get through there in the morning because people are trying to get to work and you've got long lines of cars mm-hmm. backed up sometimes for a mile. Yeah. yeah. And Massachusetts, well, Massachusetts is a rich state, though. Uh, the money tends to sort of flow more to the east of Worcester than out here to the west. I think it slants downhill towards Boston. Yeah, I think that's something? what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's uh, it's true because uh, the ele- elevation here is about 100 feet above sea level, and I think out where in Andover, where I grew up, it's only 50 feet. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see? And when I lived up in Cummington, it's 1,500 feet. So There you go. <laughs> so And actually, Northampton's 300, because I have a little thing in my yeah. navigator. P- please note that I am not doing any Cummington jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Settle or, down. Or Beavis. any Hilltown jokes. <laughs> I'm letting it go. Did you know there's, down, there's a stone that you only can find in Cummington? It's called Cummingtonite. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. There's also Goshen Stone that you find in Goshen. Yeah, but Goshen, I think, is elsewhere. You know, coming tonight, it's the only place that they know of in the world yeah. that it exists. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got a few minutes left, and and talking about Flint, and obviously this is this is this is good that that they're allocating more money to fix this problem, but bad that they haven't fixed it yet. But it also reminds me of uh, the ongoing kerfuffle over the North Dakota access pipeline. Before we get that, could I make one more statement? Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, A study was just released. They've been doing a longitudinal study in New Zealand uh, following people from the age of five. They're now in their 40s. I think they're like 47. They've been testing them at various points during their lives to see the effect of lead because they found out that a certain population had very high lead exposure as children. When they were children. Right. And so they tested them, and they have a test group that didn't have the high lead exposure. And one of the things that they have the found— The kind of experiment that would be totally unethical if you'd done it deliberately. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they have discovered that the lead persists throughout life yeah. and that it has a deleterious effect on both IQ and people's earning potential. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not something that our bodies are designed to flush out, so— you can get chelation therapy for it if a little kiddo has a high lead level, but it's Yes, but tough. who's going to pay for it? Well, it, if you have high lead, they'll do it in Boston. I mean, so. you, you have all of these kids in Flint, Michigan right now who have been exposed to massive levels of lead. Yeah. So I hope that somebody's giving them chelation <laughs> therapy because it does. It strips us like a little... It strips it, out the lead. Well, uh, that, that'd be great. It's still in your bones. But do you, do you really... Yes, it's yeah. still in your bones. Which means that as you produce bone marrow, which becomes other stuff in your body, it's still having an effect. So if you think about it, given that the uh, the uh, recent Republican unified government attempt at, at, at reforming health care was to basically provide less to everybody, I don't think there's anybody sort of lining up to, to pay more money to, to help a bunch Medi- of, of, of black children in Flint. But Medicaid pays for mm-hmm. chelation therapy, and so do private right. insurance companies. And the Republicans yeah. were trying desperately to, to, to like cut, cut a Medicaid. lot yeah. of money out of Medicaid because they wanted to use the, the savings in federal outlays to then pay for various tax cuts. Didn't Kansas? Kansas just voted to expand, and the governor um, vetoed it. Governor Brownback vetoed it because it would be fiscally irresponsible. However, it is, it is likely that the legislature is going to override the veto. Oh, interesting. Interesting. But that's a Republican state. You know, it's very interesting. Yeah. And there's four or five other ones oh, that yeah, we're talking about. Oh, yeah, it's a very heavily And it's a state that Republican economically state. is falling apart. Yes, yeah. because of Brownback's decisions in the past. Yeah. By the way, speaking of legislatures, I don't know if you guys heard about what just happened in Venezuela. 
Oh, the legislature's been effectively dissolved. Certainly, it's been yes. been uh, by the Supreme Court of Venezuela, of which is power, completely yeah. under the control of Maduro, oh, the dictator president. of Venezuela. Yeah. Oh dear! And they've uh, they've been suspending elections and and. Yeah. Yeah, it's if it's, I were the legislature there, I would say, well, I think that it is time to impeach the entire Supreme Court. <laughs> that, Good luck. That, that country, <laughs> I, I strongly suspect, is just going to be sliding into civil war yes. soon. Just Let's so go get their oil then. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I think what the, <laughs> I, the thing is, like, if it does become like a slip I'm into not, civil my, war, my ancestors were raiders, you know, and, <laughs> and, and become a failed state. You know, there could be a case to be made for the U.S. going in and saying, like, fine. We're taking over. We're imposing martial law for a while, and we're going to send everybody off to their corners. And you guys figure out, you know, you guys start having elections, and we'll we'll try this again. How has that worked in the Middle East? Well, how has it worked in South America and Central <laughs> America, where we started doing it more than a hundred years ago? Disappearing, yeah, disappearing uh, people. You can ask about Puerto Rico, for example, <laughs> and Panama. Panama, which we invaded. What was it? Eighty nine. Mexico. Yeah. Various other places. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, time it's, to stay home. It's <laughs> arguably, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, on the other hand, a failed state creates its own problems. You know, I mean, you get, you know, like one of the reasons why you have Boko Haram running around in Nigeria is you've lost, you know, the government doesn't really extend control very far. And Somalia, yeah, one of the reasons that you have the problems coming out of Somalia is because the government collapsed. Yeah. And by the way, this is a note for all those Republicans out there who want to make government small enough to drown in a bathtub. You don't want what follows. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I hate the idea of invading another country. Um, so, I don't know what to do. But, Maybe uh, the neighbors will do something. Right. Well, w arguably, we're the neighbors. <laughs> but uh, whatever. And that will be one of the reasons why, one of the arguments in favor of doing it, because... Uh, we're a lot closer to South America than we are to the Middle East. We are, in fact, members of the Organization of American States. So if the OAS calls upon us, we can do that. But if Is you that mean an obligation? It's not like NATO, right? We're not, no. It's not yeah. like NATO. They get attacked, it, we don't a, have to go. It's an organization of cooperation. And so if somebody attacks oh, Uruguay, we don't necessarily have to go in and start fighting. The chances are we would. If, for instance, Russia invades Uruguay, we're going to take the Russian Navy out, <laughs> which leads to other problems. Yeah. I'm sure the Russians are champing at the bit to go after Uruguay. <laughs> well, it's such a pretty country. Is it? I've never been. Oh, and we never got to internet. Uh, well, we still have five minutes, so uh, <laughs> let's pivot to that because that is something you guys wanted to talk about. And that's how much time most people spend on the internet. What, five minutes or Well, five talking hours? about the internet. Oh. <laughs> well, do, do, do you want to talk about it or not? <laughs> I do. Okay. Well, then go. <laughs> Be because the idea is that the law that was just passed will allow corporations such as AT&T, Verizon, and Comcast. Comcast to sell your personal information yeah. as to where you go, what sites you look on, how long you spend there. And maybe even some of your financial information. Right. Well, they, they, they have access. Because if they're your internet service provider, they are essentially the, the gateway through which you access everything else on the internet. It's sort of like, like a phone line. Right. They're like the phone line. And, In fact, and, sometimes they are a phone right. line. Right. <laughs> so, but if they know everything that you are, you know, if, they're, if all the traffic is going through them, you know, everything you do, then they know what websites you go to you know like google can't track you in the same way facebook can track you in the same way because you and don't you have can, to and you can defeat them if you use you right. know 
Tor browser. Exactly. Or if you use VPN. Or, but yeah. you, don't ha- you don't have to, you know, you don't have to look at Google. You don't have to look at Facebook. Yeah. So it makes it, you know, Facebook, you know, is certainly trying to become like a, like a multi, multifarious. I think you should always have to opt in. I don't like this. You have to opt out stuff. But this is well, like, but this the thing is, is no choice. <laughs> we don't even have the option to opt out. It's yeah. like they can just do it and they don't have to even tell us that they're doing yeah. it. You know who they've sold it to, or how much they've sold it to. I think there are requirements that they still have to like. They can't sell specific like one person's information, but they can sell basically a big batch of it and strip everybody's names off of it. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I thought they could sell your individual. I, I believe they'll with once this becomes law, they will be able to sell individuals' information. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like you're buying baby diapers, so you know. Oh wow. <laughs> well, even if which they indicates can't, that Sue is pregnant. Now. Right. Even if they can't. A handy feed at sixty four. Right. <laughs> well, but even if even if they can't sell speci- like like Sue's information, <laughs> if they sell like okay, well, this is all the browsing information for everybody in Northampton. Yeah. You know, there might well be ways to sort With of figure the dates of birth and who how many dogs you have. Right. You can sort of reverse engineer and figure out who it is yeah. if you care. In fact, a lot of and big I, data companies. That's exactly what. And they I do. imagine they will care. So did this you, is also, by the way, what intelligence organizations do. So I don't know. Um, did you see the the piece where the guy? is uh, developing an application so when and if this passes that you can just log on and ask for your browsing history I, of your favorite I had heard about a fellow who <laughs> one of the creators of the the scabrously funny card game Cards Against Humanity had basically vowed to uh, that if this became law to buy up the uh, browsing histories of every member of Congress and their staffers yeah, this also, and, and also the guy that plays Castiel on the television series Supernatural is raising money to do the same yeah. thing and there are a couple of other people who have I threatened to do it as wonderful. well. Yeah, I haven't I di- I didn't hear about that, but yeah. In fact, yeah. they should hack now and publish a few just to give the fear of god to our congress. <laughs> hmm. Um According to the Washington Post, uh, that said, if the providers relax their privacy po- privacy policies or if the FCC chooses not to take action, ISPs could conceivably share detailed information about a person's web usage that could be used to discover his or her identity. And let's let's take a, let's note, for example, I live in East Hampton, and my options for getting internet are basically I can use Comcast, uh, not Comcast, Charter Communications. The or DSL if you're close enough to the switch. And I'm not because oh. I asked Verizon years ago when I first moved in. I said, hey, I'd like to get, uh, what, what would it cost to do DSL? And they said, what's your address? And I told them and they said, Oops. we don't do it there and we have no plans to, to ever yeah. do it there. See, I think we should all get Fios because it's they're under the FCC. They're actually under a different law, which is the phone company, and so they wouldn't be able to keep your information. Well, Verizon is my phone company. I'm one yeah. of the few people in my, you know, who's still around who actually still has a landline. But Fios is their optical fiber product that gives you uh, internet access. They'd they, still have to pay them to, to implement it, which they're not doing. They actually stopped... Um, yeah. a lot of construction of that across the country. So whoever has files has it. Whoever doesn't will not, especially yeah. those in the Mideast. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, Boston, middle, around Boston, the, a lot of people have it. Yeah, oh, the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. The Mideast is someplace else. I'd have to throw, out, throw down a bunch of money to get them to lay the cabling myself <laughs> in order to make this happen. Or buy a Several T1 thousands line. of dollars. Or Tens of thousands of dollars. Be a, buy a T1 or a T2 line just for your house, and you'd be golden. But Yeah, but you still have to get somebody to lay that in. Yeah, they yeah. would. They do it. They do it for businesses all the time. So. Yeah, but <laughs> the businesses pay for it. Yeah. Yes, I'm... I'm 
I'm not poor, but I'm <laughs> not a business, and I don't need that kind of speed. I don't need to be able to download, you know, a whole season of Game of Thrones in an hour. But, you know, that's what they <laughs> did, less. is they shifted it from the FCC so, rules. Hang on, genre? That's something that you should, you should be able to do. That's something we all should be able to do. You know, in having other countries, high, you can. Exactly. Having, having high-speed internet and actually high-speed internet in terms of the, uh, global high-speed internet is something that everybody should have. Well, I'd love to have okay. it, but I don't need and to spend a lot of money for it. You're going to open up your, your pockets and provide the money? Everybody should. Yeah. No, I, mean, I mean the country. No, I mean the country should. Yeah. Well, the state should, should force it's, the it's, providers to do there's, it. Because there's no way that we can, that Could going be. forward, there's no that way that we can have Here comes our executive actual, producer. Could be there's a great, no way we can actually could have be a great infrastructure spending project. No, there's, there's no way that we can actually have uh, a world where internet is not, or high speed internet is not a, is not the same as phone service, and we and we would not accept slower phone service. Mm-hmm. And by the way, in terms of um, municipalities sort of taking it upon themselves to make this a reality, I want to shout out the town of Leverett which has been engaged in this project in terms of creating a last-mile oh, uh, broadband high-speed network where before they had, I used to cover uh, I used to cover Leverett when I worked for the Gazette a few years ago. They didn't even have uh, cell phone access. They still much, don't. Much less internet. Yeah, some spots. Yeah. Too. No, most of so, Leverett yeah. you have no. I, I was actually reporting, I was interviewing a guy from Leverett. He had to climb up to the loft of his barn go into the northeast corner of the barn and stand on one leg in order to talk to me on his cell phone. But anyways, just really quickly, because we're at the end of the program, Leverett has had a, has a great um, broadband network that is called Leverett Net, which is a municipal fiber optic broadband network. And I think it's a great model for yep. rural and semi-rural Like the municipal um, electric companies. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Stefan. Yeah, well, that'd be a great idea, if, you know? Yeah government helping uh, develop uh, private industry and interests. But anyway, uh, I, I we do need to wrap up. Uh, this is the end for uh, Civil Politics for tonight. We'll be back again next week. Uh, stay tuned for Subculture coming up next here on Valley Free Radio. And uh, uh, thanks very much for listening. Good night. <laughs>